Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Michael Kaplan. Michael, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Thank you for inviting me on your show this, today. Yeah, excited to have you on. Let's let's go. Michael is a partner at Takaro and Kaplan. He's an expert in brain injuries, medical malpractice. He's a professional lecturer at George Washington Law School. Again, excited to have you on. Michael, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I do what I do because I enjoy it. And that's, I think, an important message for your, for your listeners. Um, I wake up every day and I enjoy assisting people uh, at their most vulnerable time in their life when they've been injured and, and they need guidance and they need help and they need somebody to turn to. I've been practicing law for the past 40 years in, in this area of personal injury and negligence law. I'm married with two children. 40 years and you still enjoy it. I don't care what you're doing. I think that that's, a, that's, that's probably, do you consider that a blessing? I do. I do. That's so important to be able to, to, to wake up every day and enjoy what you're doing. Um, and, um, Again, as I said, I, I do enjoy it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do anything else. I was going to say, do you think that that it's it's just work itself and routine, or is it the specific that that you are able to find people or people find you when they're at their most vulnerable, or both? Well, well, well it, it's not a routine because each day is different, and that's what makes it somewhat uh, more enjoyable than the grind of doing the same thing every every day. Today I might be working on a medical malpractice matter. T t tomorrow I might be working on, on a case of, of an automobile accident. The next day I might be working on something where somebody fell on somebody's head or they tripped and, and fell and, and struck their head. Um, and I also enjoy my role as a professor at the George Washington University Law School um, and imparting information and, and teaching um, students, young lawyers, uh, about how to become better in, in, in this particular area. So that's very satisfying by, by itself, imparting the information and the experience that I've had for 40 years. When I first started to practice law, I didn't think much of the concept that experience matters. But after 40 years, <laughs> I understand indeed why experience certainly does matter. What are what are the key areas if 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 there are key areas that that you work to impart to to your students? There's obviously parts of the law that they have to learn. There's parts that 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 you're dealing with the clients. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, there's there's two things that we try to impart in, in what I do, or, or maybe three. Uh, first, obviously that that you have to conduct yourself in an ethical manner at all times and your reputation is the most important um, asset that you have. Um, so, so that's very important to, to impart to my students. It's also important that I impart uh, that they must treat their clients with dignity and respect at all times, because that's why they're coming to them. They've been injured. They have problems. And um, you, you have to, at all times, treat your clients in that manner 
And in addition to dignity and, and respect, you have to have compassion and patience as well um, to understand what it is to, to be going through the type of injuries um, where, where we represent clients, brain injuries in particular. They're very difficult because to the outside world, the individual might look normal. They might sound normal. They don't have a cane. They don't have a walker. They're not in a wheelchair. Um, yet they're, they're truly suffering from what is, in fact, an invisible injury. And that causes individuals a great deal of, of frustration. Um, and the third thing I, I try to teach my students is, is to be advocates for these individuals and uh, not drop your bag and run when things get tough and try to, to sit back and think about the issue and try to find a rational way to a reasonable way to, to solve the problem that you're faced with and not immediately take position, oh, this is, this is something that I can't handle or this is something that, that can't be won. Um, you have to take a deep breath and really take a deep dive and look at the issues that you're facing. Fascinating. I, 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 when I was preparing for our conversation, I... I was thinking, who do I know or do I know anyone that, that, that is living or suffered from as a brain injury survivor? What is, what is the proper language? And tell me a little bit about what the incidence of this is in our culture or just in, in, in the United States. Well, we know right now from the Centers for Disease Control that every nine seconds, someone in this country will sustain a brain injury. <laughs> ranging from a concussion, which is a brain injury, to uh, being uh, in a coma. Um, and we also know from the Centers for Disease Control that over 5.3 million Americans are living with the long-term consequences of a traumatic brain injury. So this um, injury that causes hundreds of thousands of individuals to seek help in an emergency room every year or at a physician's office or an urgent care center um, is a really has reached epidemic proportions in the country if not the world um, and when we talk about brain injury there are many many different consequences physical consequences cognitive consequences behavioral and, and emotional consequences now not everybody suffers from all, all of these signs or symptoms or, or problems, uh, but we have to be cognizant of it and understand that many do, and many do have long-term consequences. Um, you can't treat a brain injury as just merely a boo-boo or a bump on the head. So that's just important to keep in mind for your listeners at all time. If you suspect that you've had a concussion, um, seek medical treatment, seek medical advice, there are ways and, and means that that um, the medical profession can, can assist you. And really, it's so obvious that that a concussion is absolutely a brain injury. And I mean that it, obvious <clears throat> when if you're somebody who's pays attention to sports, that's a huge conversation and has been for 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 quite some time. So, okay, who are who are the parties? It's 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 the medical professional that we need to be advocating and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves. The insurance companies, um, social services. 
Insurance companies are always a big issue and a big problem because the mantra of the insurance industry is delay, deny, and defer. Mm -hmm. So while you think you have good insurance or the insurance company is out to help you, unfortunately, objectively, that, that's not always the case. Um, so we always have our hands full of dealing with insurance companies um, who like to think, unfortunately, of a brain injury as equivalent to a broken bone. Um, which it's not. The, the uh, trajectory f for healing after a brain injury, even a concussion, is very different than any other type of injury. Uh, people, every brain injury is different. Um, every person who suffers from a brain injury suffers in a different manner. So there is no cookie-cutter approach to dealing with brain injuries and the way that insurance carriers deal with this problem unfortunately it doesn't fit this particular type of injury or the problems that people have. So we always have problems dealing with insurance companies and fighting to obtain proper rehabilitation benefits for our clients, proper disability benefits for our clients, and indeed when we bring lawsuits on behalf of our clients against a negligent party that caused this injury, um, we have problems dealing with the insurance company because a lot of what the injuries that our clients have sustained are not very apparent on the surface. So, um, interesting. So it's, and this is probably all, 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 all very obvious, but just, just the steps of, I need to actually <clears throat> get back to as, as healthy a version of my former self as I possibly can. Once I get there, then it's a matter of, it could go on for the rest of my life, certain care that I need, or if there's incremental gains that can be made, I, I obviously want to do that. Um, and so and if, if there's a wrongdoing, then you, you, then you certainly need to, 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 to seek compensation or, or, or justice for that. Um, and this is a person who oftentimes probably can't advocate for themselves because they are suffering from this. And so oftentimes does that fall on family or they just fall through the cracks? Well, it, sometimes, unfortunately, they do fall to, to the, through the cracks. And many times it, they're totally dependent on, on family members. Um, sometimes they're dependent on, on legal counsel because there's nobody else to turn to. Um, sometimes the medical profession just doesn't understand the, the injury um, it, itself. So the only place that they have to turn is to an attorney who understands and can work with, with all the different components um, of this type of injury. So it's a very delicate problem. But understand what is going on with a person with a brain injury is they've injured who they are. The brain controls every aspect of our life. Um, it's our soul. It's our emotions. Um, it, it's what we do in terms of our job, uh, our social interactions. It, it controls everything. Um, so sometimes what does that individual need? Um, they need another brain <laughs> or a brain that's working f fully and and. Um, sometimes they need someone to assist them in, in that regard. Something from as simple as balancing their checkbook or reminding them to do things on a daily basis. Um, 
uh, with COVID-19, these individuals are, are stuck at home and isolated by themselves, which exacerbates their, their emotional and behavioral problems. They might not have the flexibility to understand the need to, to be wearing a mask when they're outside or in, interacting with other people. Um, and it's a deeply frustrating problem that, that individuals with a brain injury have to deal with on a daily basis. So, so you often are, or sometimes are taking on that, that, that responsibility and that advocacy role of being that other brain for, for, for some people, are you bringing together all the available resources that you've, that's that experience thing that, 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 that uh, you mentioned at the beginning of available social services, just sort of how, how does that work? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that I do have 40 years of experience in this area, and, and, and I've also served as the president for nine years of the Brain Injury Association of New York State. My partner is the chairwoman of the board of directives of the Brain Injury Association of America, so that I, we, we have the opportunity to bring all of that knowledge into play to provide individuals and their family members with the guidance that they need where to turn to get the assistance that they need. We are not medical professionals, so we can't provide that type of assistance, but we could certainly point people in the right direction so they could get that type of assistance. What a what a a commitment that you have made and your partner has made to to serve in those leadership roles and you said for nine years that is that is no small feat so certainly i i'm grateful for that for 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 that service um and certainly for hers as well what is what is the most frustrating thing for you is it dealing with insurance companies is it just family members is it all of it it's all of the above. <laughs> it's all of the above yes. when you're with, with a very complicated injury and, and situations that are invisible that have a whole host of issues and problems associated with it from, from, from family issues. Look, you, you, you have a parent who has a child with a brain injury, and, and that parent has to take on the role of, of a nurse or a caregiver. That's not what they signed up to do. You you have a, a a spouse who feels that they're no longer a spouse anymore. They're again a, a caregiver. The, the nature of the relationship has totally changed. You you have people going back to work and they can't perform in the way they used to do and have a whole host of problems at work. And and you have at times employers who are, who are very good and very generous. Um, in terms of trying to work with that individual, um, but you have to build in the appropriate accommodations to do that. And at times, understandably, it's very frustrating for both parties, the employer as well as the, the employee. Um, you, you have um, friends um, who just can't understand why the individual is acting in a certain way in, in, anymore, uh, so their friends leave. And they're, they're left alone. Um, it's difficult when these individuals try to get proper care and people just poo-poo their injuries, as I said, because they can't see their injuries. Mm. Um, so it's, so it's, it's a very frustrating job that, w that we have. Yeah. But at the end of the day, again, it's very rewarding when you're able to assist somebody. 
and at least point them in the right direction, even if I can't provide any legal representation to them. I've, I've met people at meetings uh, because I've also, I also chaired a New York State Traumatic Brain Injury Services Coordinating Council, and, and you meet a, a mom, and, and she tells you about her daughter, who, young girls, and 16, 17 years of age, had a tragic brain injury and is confined to a nursing home. Um, and she wants to bring that child home um, because um, what did Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz say? There's no place like home. Right. And a 17-year-old young woman does not belong in a nursing home. That's, to me, that's, that's very clear. Um, but how can that individual get the services that they need within the household? Um, and when you sit down with that mom and you point her in the right direction and you say these services are available, this is where you have to go and this is how you apply for those services. And you find out a month later that she was successful in having her daughter discharged from that nursing home and is now home and getting services that she needs within the house. Well, there's nothing better than that. So that's that's what makes my job very rewarding at the end of the day. No doubt. No doubt. Well, I'm so grateful for, for your advocacy. Um, and just as somebody who has, has served in different leadership roles outside of the scope of, of my professional work or even somewhat related, I just know how, how much time and attention that it takes. So I'm very grateful. Well, Michael, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? The only good tip I could provide is what I said to you at the beginning of our discussion. You must find something to do in your life where you wake up every day and you're happy to go do it. It's not the amount of money that you make by doing it. It's not what you do, um, but you have to be happy in what you do. And when you are happy in what you do, everything else falls into place. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets a Come on. Come on. Michael, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can people engage with you? Well, you certainly could go to our website, www.brainlaw.com. B-R-A-I-N-L-A-W.com. And if they go to Brain Law, they could find a lot of information about myself, my partner, about brain injury, watch some very good videos on, on this particular subject about what it's like living with a brain injury, what it's like living with a person with a brain injury, be it a spouse or, or a parent. And I think they, they could get uh, useful resources as well. Wonderful. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Michael your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to brainlaw.com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-A-W.com and check out all the great resources that Michael has on the site. Thanks again, Michael. Thank you very much. I look forward to coming back on another occasion and speaking with you some more. I like it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.